Gentlemen, let's get to the round six. Considerable winners and mammoth losers. <laughs> Maxi, let's start with you. Who did you have as your considerable winner for this round? I had the Fremantle Dockets. Even though they, they had a poor start considering that they didn't win any games until they played Adelaide. I thought in all their performances, they played pretty well. In the first three rounds, they played three current um, top four teams. So they played Port Adelaide, Brisbane and Essendon and they pushed all all top, all top three teams. So I thought they were actually pretty impressive. But on the weekend, they beat St Kilda by 6.79-73. It was a really good win considering the Saints were up by six goals a quarter time. And then Freo kicked five in the second quarter and they finished in front at three-quarter time and then started to kick away in the fourth then got chased down and St Kilda actually drew level with only a couple of minutes to go. But then Fremantle had to win it again, which they did with Lockie Schultz kicking the sealer. Sort of said, they said in the commentary, it was sort of a similar angle that Justin Longmuir kicked that uh, game winner against the Saints all those years ago as well. They did it in the second half with five playing um, not too many midfield minutes in the second half. I think he said after the game that his hamstring didn't pull up that well and they also did it without their ruck. And, um, Sean Darcy got concussed by Ben Long, as we were talking about earlier. So Rory Lobb went into the ruck, but yeah, as I said, Fremantle have been pretty impressive this year, even in their losses. So just to get two wins on the trot now, going into a derby this week, sort of builds that game up a bit as well. But um, they've also got a few good um, young midfielders coming through in Angus Brayshaw, Chera and Tucker, which is just, you've got to remember that um, in the last two years, they've lost a lot of the core midfield that they had. In They lost Lockie Neal, Brad Hill and Ed Langdon, all in the last two years. Overall, they're a pretty young side, apart from, what, David Mundy, Sonny Walters and Nat Five. So, yeah, I've just been impressed with Freo all year. So it was good to see them get a second win in a row and go into a derby this week. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. And it's fair to say, all those listeners out there, to give you a visual perspective of Maxi jumping on the Freo bandwagon, he's wearing the old heave-ho outfit he's got... He's got the beanie on and he's got the, the shirt really tying onto the muscles. And Maxi, you're really <coughs> jumping on board the Frio Heave hole. <laughs> Maxi, have you got the actual Docker tattoo on your arm? No, I haven't, sir. <laughs> okay, well, we're not if, going if that, that far yeah. quite yet. <laughs> they win the flag this year, I'll get it. All right, you heard it first here on In the Ballpark. <laughs> if Frio win the flag, Maxi is getting a Docker tattoo on his arm. Um, I'm just going to say I am, so I'm getting behind Frio for that reason solely now. Absolutely. <laughs> They're hard not to like, aren't they? But uh, I'm actually going to look at uh, Port. We did talk about him just before. Are they back, lads? A few years of not fully realising any of that hype. Probably not even since that, um, that final where they were. I didn't hear you, Maxie. Sorry, my bad. 2014 it was, I think. But it, yeah, that's the one. 14 it was. It, it looked down by um, a kick at the end away from a grand final. That would have been incredible. But look, maybe this is their time, you know. Um, alternative year or not, the pressure was certainly on. So maybe um, maybe their, their opportunity is here. And imagine, just imagine uh, being there at the end and having it at home. That would be, it would be a scene, wouldn't it? Would they wear their um, traditional... Prison bars, sir. That is a brilliant... I was hoping someone would mention that, Maxi. All I can say is it would be one of those weeks where Koshy and Eddie would be absolutely at each other's throats. I mean, Colin would have said, no, nah, you're not allowed to wear it outside of the showdown, but in a grand final, do you make an exception? Because... Because if Collingwood were to play an, an away Guernsey, they'd be wearing their white with white, uh, yeah. smaller strips. But 
would that clash? What I like with the original one, which is all black, then I reckon that'd be fine. But I don't think Eddie would have it. <laughs> <laughs> and Frozzy, who are some of the players that have really impressed you for Port Adelaide? I think so far landed their recentish draft picks um, mm. well. They obviously knew they had to go and do that. It wouldn't have been easy, when, especially when they were right in the frame only a few seasons ago, as we said. I just think that there's been a huge mentality shift there. I don't know if it's just a little bit of complacency or whatnot. We've, we know that they've always had the, um, the A graders, especially through the middle of the last few years. I don't know if, it, if they sort of just thought, even you go back as far as that prelim final, did they expect it was just going to happen? And it seems like there is a realisation that, well, this is really it. I mean, too many years of, um, you know, average or even below average. I think they might have only made the finals once since then, mm-hmm. off the top of my head. So, look, really not what that sort of list should be putting together. It does feel a bit like now or never for mine. And the trigger in Ken Hinckley's contract is no finals this season and no contract extension. So with only a couple more wins, you would think that Port Adelaide will get that finish that they were looking for. Yeah, I think so. I think they're, they're pretty safe in that regard. But uh, how deep they'll go, well, they've got a huge opportunity, I think. 